Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Coming up on NBA Today, the Lakers are in Philly, but will Anthony Davis and LeBron James be on the court? Woj is standing by with the latest. And I sat down with Clay Thompson on the eve of the Warriors finals rematch with the Celtics. He tells me why Jason Tatum really is that dude. What? It, it seemed like game time. It had struck again until this Murray moment sunk the Blazers. Becky Hammond breaks down the shot of the night. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews. We have a packed show for you today. Game previews to get to, but we start with a developing story. Brittany Griner, the WNBA star, arrived back in the United States early this morning. It has been a whirlwind of a 36 hours for Griner and her family. Here's what happened. I spoke with Brittany Griner. She's safe. She's on a plane. She's on her way home. Brittany will soon be back in the arms of her loved ones. She should have been there all along. Today my family is whole. Today is just a happy day for me and my family, so um, I'm going to smile right now. <laughs> the message that the world sees is that you are worth fighting for. The W is not whole without, without BG in it. This is a day we've worked toward for a long time. Do you know what I head into? No. No? No. no. You fly back home to, to the U.S. What a wonderful moment seeing that plane land. And if that is how I feel, I can only imagine how Brittany and her family are currently feeling. NBA players joined the WNBA in trying to keep Brittany's name in public consciousness over the last 10 months. And here is some sound from around the league after she was finally released. We are glad that she's home. Um, we're glad that she's reunited with her family. Uh, it's a constant reminder of everybody continuing to use their platforms to speak on issues that are meaningful and can move the needle. Uh, thank you to President Biden and his administration for uh, being a part of that fight. Uh, but it's also a reminder that we all need to stay engaged in the fight to protect um, American citizens at home and abroad who are wrongfully detained and we are going to continue to be engaged in that fight. They put a smile on everybody's face today to, to talk about it as a team. Um, we're just grateful, thankful that she's coming home, thankful um, that she's alive. Uh, Brittany, I just want to tell you on behalf of the entire Warriors organization, we are so thrilled uh, for you and your family. Uh, we can't imagine what you've been through. Um, this last uh, close to a year, um, unbelievable perseverance that you've shown just to um, make it through your time uh, in Russia, and we're so happy you're coming home. I'm probably most happy for our wife and our family. You know, um, everyone's been, you know, praying about it for a while now, and I can't imagine the relief for our family and uh, just everybody. I think everybody's so happy to have a home. It's joyful news uh, for a whole lot of reasons. Uh, I guess she's coming to San Antonio. 
from what I've seen in the in the media uh, to get checked out. But it's it's wonderful uh, in so many different ways. Uh, and then you know at the same time, uh, as she even said, uh, having other people still. Uh, being treated the way they are in so many different countries uh, is still evident that there's a lot of work to be done. I have to say, it's so great to hear the NBA voice their support for Britney's return to the United States. But now, here on NBA Today, we are joined by a very special guest from the WNBA, Commissioner Kathy Engelbert. Kathy, thank you for joining us here on the show. I, I want to start here. It took 294 days to get Brittany Griner home. I can only imagine the trauma that she now has to process. But when you look back at this journey, what do you think the WNBA's role was within it? I think the WNBA players were amazing with keeping her name front and center. Um, but when we had a strategy where we didn't want to be out in front, they listened. And when we had a strategy we wanted to shout her name, they did. And certainly the NBA players as well. And what we did at our All-Star game and just throughout the season, just remembering her, writing her letters. She would write back, handwrite letters back. So it was all part of a plan to make sure BG knew that she was remembered here. We, it was the, the team was lost without her. The league was lost without her. She's one of the best players to ever play the game. And so uh, we're so thrilled and so much uh, happiness today when she landed in San Antonio. Absolutely. You mentioned those letters, thinking about Britney's release and how it was so uncertain for so long. Can you tell me about a moment? Was it a letter? Was it a phone call, an email, a conversation where you started to feel that glimmer of hope and thought, you know what, this might actually be possible that she's coming back? Yeah, it's an interesting question because this has been a journey for almost 10 months. And from the day she was detained and then a month and a half later deemed wrongfully detained, um, the State Department, the special presidential envoy for hostage affairs. And it's not lost on any of us, the geopolitical complexity of this moment. Uh, and I think just for me, it was just a journey throughout. It was worry. It was like I, as if it was my own daughter. And as a mom, I can't imagine what her parents, her mom and dad went through the anguish, but now the joy in reuniting with her. So it was just all those emotions. And then when she wrote me a letter back in September, as we were uh, going into the WNBA finals, it was um, inspiring. I would say she was hanging in there and um, against all this adversity and just um, really inspiring to he even hear from her, let alone handwrite a mm. letter from a uh, detention center in Russia. Absolutely. I, I think now a big part of the conversation turns to what happens next. And you and I have had conversations in the past about how you want to be a part of that welcoming committee that brings her back, but also understanding that this is going to be a process. Do you know yet when you're going to be able to go and see her? How does that work? Well, clearly her health and well-being are number one. Yeah. Uh, her family has asked for time and space and privacy. Obviously, that's all number one. We'll provide mental health resources should she need it after these initial evaluations that she's getting. Uh, but certainly the players all want to fly to wherever she is and get to secure her players on Mercury, her players on USA Basketball, other W players. You know, it's just an incredible outpouring, and I hope she feels it as mm. she has now landed in the United States. But 
we really need to get her, um, you know, give her that time and space to spend that lost time with her family. Absolutely. That has to be the number one priority. Brittany, like a lot of WNBA players, plays overseas in the offseason where they can make a lot more money, frankly, than their WNBA contracts. The average WNBA salary, it's roughly $109,000, whereas the average NBA salary is just over $11 million. And I, and I know it's not apples to apples, but Kathy, as you process this entire situation, what do you think the league can do to help players more from a financial standpoint? Well, one of the things we're doing, we're working on transforming the entire economic model. Player, the top players can actually make up to 700000 That average isn't even really the base pay average, but an average is a little higher than that with the ability to have playoff bonus, commissioner cup prize pool. We put a half a million dollars, $1.5 million we'll spend in player marketing agreements this year. Other, a lot of more players are, are deciding to stay home and do things like broadcasting and coaching and internships, and um, we're working with our co- corporate partners on that. So there's a lot more opportunity to make more money here. It's not parity. We are 25 years, 26 years in. Other leagues are 75 to 110 years old, but we're working on the economic model. We're trying to get more corporate sponsors, and we've had great WNBA sponsors to step up over the past couple of years. Um, we're working on uh, content and media and digital transformation and all the things you would think of to make it easier to bring more fans in, get more eyes on the game so we can drive higher pay for the players. Um, but players are going to choose to do what they want. I was a college athlete and I would have wanted to play year round. And I think some players will still decide that, um, you know, because they're, they know their bodies will only hold up so long. But, you know, we're we're thrilled with the progress we're making. It's a, we have a lot of hard work to do to continue to transform the organization and the teams and get more fans in seats and more fans watching. Absolutely. Kathy, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. Thank you, Malika. It's a good day. It is a good day. And because it's a good day, I want to bring it back into studio here where I am joined by Becky Hammond. Becky, we we just heard so much from Kathy, the commissioner. We also got to see our viewers, got to see video of Brittany Griner actually landing on U.S. soil. How are you processing all of this? I mean, I'm just thrilled for her and her family. I think the whole WNBA as well as the, the whole country celebrates her return. You know, she made, the other day we had watched the, the film of her on the plane, and I, I don't even know if she knew she was coming home or mm. what's been going on in her absence and how many people were advocating. I'm so excited for her to see how much love she has around her yeah. and support that she has around her, not only from her loved ones and family, but uh, the entire basketball community and the entire country. And Kathy Engelberg just sort of touched on that. Shanae touched on it yesterday in our conversation. We don't even know if she recognizes how much she has been talked about and embraced and loved and kept thought at the top of mind over the last 10 months. We were chatting yesterday, too. We just heard from Kathy talk about how players, some of them just want to play year-round. It's also that added financial security. You have played in Russia before. What did you think of what we just heard from the commissioner? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to say it's not that players want to play year-round mm. all the time. Your body does need a break. I played my last probably seven, eight years year-round. It takes a toll on your body. Um, we're going over there because we need more income. You, as an athlete, you have a short shelf life. Um, you can only make this kind of money for so long. And so you go over there and you try to make the most of it and make the most money while you can, yeah. um, while your body is able. Yeah. And 
sure enough, the body will eventually tell us all it's over. <laughs> when, it's, when it's that time. When it's over, it's over. But I think today, as, as Kathy mentioned at the end of her interview, it's a good day. Yesterday was the day that we got to find out that she was headed home. Today, she is back. Brittany Griner is back in the United States, and that is cause for some celebration. Still to come on NBA Today, let's get into some hoops. Jamal Murray hit this game winner last night. Wait until you hear what his head coach had to say about his journey and Will the King take the court in Philadelphia tonight? Find out whose future Perk thinks is brighter. Hint, hint, I have a feeling it may not be the Lakers. Uh, plus, on the eve of the first finals rematch of the season, who is more likely to hoist the Larry O'Brien this year? NBA Today will be back after the break. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Let's get to some games from around the association last night, starting with a fantastic finish between the Nuggets and the Trailblazers. Jamal Murray, ooh, did he get hot in this one, picking it up in the fourth quarter. Blows, ooh, nice layup off the glass. Nuggets down, and then next possession here. Murray, a little step back action, nails the three. And then a minute later, the Nuggets down by four. Jamal Murray, once again, Murray getting the Nuggets back in this one. Three minutes to play, Nuggets down one. Nikola Jokic, you know that's good. He had 33 points, 10 rebounds, nine assists, 130 to play here. Blazers down by two. Damian Lillard pulls up from deep. I mean, it's Dane. You gotta know that he's gonna make something like that. Take another look here. Just, he makes the improbable look possible. On the other end though, Jokic, watch Nurkic here. Huge block by Nurkic. Blazers get out in transition. Two on one. Josh Hart. Oh, but he fumbles the pass. Just a missed opportunity by the Blazers there. And then ensuing Nuggets possession. Murray on the baseline. Fade away. Gets that to go. Watch the go-ahead buckets. We're counting them for you down there. Anthony Simons drives. Nails the mid-range jumper. Blazers retake the lead. This one went back and forth till the final seconds. Nuggets on the other end. Jokic looking, can't get it to go, but Aaron Gordon is there for cleanup. Nuggets up by one now, 18.5 left to go. Blazers, Dame time in Moda centered. Lillard, that's his 50th career go-ahead field goal in the final two minutes of a game. Absolutely beautiful. 
Let's pick it up here after Lillard calls a timeout and says, you know what time it is. 8.8 .8 seconds left. Nuggets inbounding the ball, down by two. Jokic passes it off to Jamal Murray. Looking, step back, corner three. He gets it to go. The Nuggets take the lead with .9 seconds left. Murray, 14 in the fourth quarter, including that clutch three. The Nuggets win 121 to 120. My goodness, I'm glad I turned the end of that game on. That was some high-level shot making down the stretch by both sides. That was seven go-ahead field goals in the last two minutes of the game, tied for the second most in any game over the last 25 seasons. The only game with more in that span would also involve the Trailblazers, who combined for eight with the Mavs in 2017. So Becky Hammond, bringing this back into studio, please break down how this went down down the stretch. Well, it's a high level shot making, the degree of difficulty, stop clock right here. Huh. Okay, so 11 seconds here. Denver decides to bring the double team. So two things that this does, I mean, it makes him take an earlier shot, leave mm. some time on it, but the degree of difficulty, I mean, if I'm them, you just don't want him to touch it. Absolutely insane. And then on the other end, Jamal Murray. I, I mean, this to me felt like vintage Jamal Murray. Well, this little step back he gets going to the left is money. He was obviously filling in that fourth quarter. I think he was maybe two of eight mm. before that shot. Um, but once he starts seeing the, the ball go in the hole, he is a problem. I mean, he started cooking with fish grease, as our friend Mark Jones would say. So Nuggets coach Michael Malone, he was asked about Murray's journey from tearing his ACL to hitting that game winner. Take a listen. We were sitting on the bus together, and he asked me, he goes, are you guys going to trade me? You know, th that's where his mind was. He's like, maybe I'm damaged goods. You know, maybe they don't want me anymore. And obviously, I quickly shot that down and said, Jamal, we love you. I love you. You're not being traded. You're going to come back a better player. There's zero doubt in my mind. And you have to believe that. And, you know, the hardest part of doing an ACL is not the injury, it's the rehab. You know, it's, it's that journey. And there's some dark days. And I told Jamal going into this season, man, like, you have to learn to take a deep breath and understand that this is still a process. Just because you're back, you're going to be a better player in a month, Christmas, All-Star, postseason, as you continue to get right. And, uh, and tonight is a, is a nice step in that direction. So, Becky, as a coach, how tough is it to keep an injured player's mindset in the right place as they are trying to come back and get to this point? Well, it's interesting. When you have a, an injury like this, it kind of naturally takes you out of the team atmosphere. So being very intentional about keeping him involved, keep him in the film room, keep him around the team is super important. But Coach hit on it right there, the mental rehab right because you haven't seen that ball go in the hole a whole lot in the last two years and I think for him uh, just seeing him getting these stretches and kind of getting back to normal and who he is as a player um, these guys are human you're gonna have those moments of doubt yeah. and, and, and questioning yourself and I think it's just such a great moment for him individually obviously his team got the win but for him to get that mental edge back for himself um, which is obviously a, a huge benefit for the Nuggets. Well, they're going to need him to play like that if they want to be the team that represents the West because the West is tight right now. Murray, Absolutely. he's looking a little bit more like himself now, though, which is good to see. Yeah, and, and it, it's a process. Mm -hmm. Just like Coach said, it's a process. I've done my ACL twice, and you, you can play at eight, nine months. Yeah, you can play, but you're not yourself. And so to see him getting back to himself mm -hmm. and comfortable in that role um, is not only super exciting for the Nuggets, but for fans like us that get to watch. I am so excited to see Jamal Murray back at that level, but there is another Western Conference player that is doing something that is pretty special.
fakes the three, goes inside, and the finish. Oh, Anthony Davis with a highlight play. He makes that, you're in trouble. He's been unbelievable, man. Playing like MVP of this league. Coming out with a mindset of, of dominating, you know, whatever I got to do to have the team win. He's, he's totally picked up the torch, and then and he's bringing us all along for the ride. It's just straight downs. Welcoming in ESPN senior insider Adrian Wojnarowski alongside Zach Lowe. So, Woj, I, I do want to start with you here. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, they both both missed the Lakers' last game in Toronto. What can you tell us about their availability for tonight's game against the 76ers on ESPN? Yeah, Malika, the, the Lakers have listed both as probable. Dave McMiniman, our Lakers reporter, and just reported that LeBron James will play tonight. Anthony Davis was at shoot-around today. He's been fighting a cold, but the expectation is the Lakers will have you know, both of their stars back against a Sixers team now that is, you know, starting to get its lineup back, James Harden back mm. uh, for his second game now with, uh, uh, with Joel Embiid. So some good news for Lakers fans there. The Lakers have been, they've won six of their last ten. They're scoring nearly 120 points per game in that span. That's the second most in the NBA. But then on the other side, the Sixers, they're 5-5 five and five over their last ten. They're shooting nearly 40% from three, also second in the NBA. So Zach, the Lakers, they, they rebounded a little bit after struggling out the gates. The Sixers, they've been consistent. Who should be more optimistic about their team's futures right now? It's still the Sixers if we're talking about the immediate future of this season. I know the Lakers are hot, 6 out of 10, and two of those losses are without AD and LeBron, the last two. But look, the Lakers are 13th in the West still. The hole is deeper. The number of teams they've got to jump just to get the, into the play-in is, is bigger. The Sixers are tied in the loss column for fourth in the East. James Harden's healthy. Joel Embiid's healthy. Tyrese Maxey will be back at some point soon, hopefully. They do have to, though, carry over some of the grit and toughness they showed when all three of their best players were out and guys like Shake Milton and DeAnthony Melton and George Niang were stepping up and carrying them to some improbable wins. If they can combine that with their superstar talent, the answer is still Philly. But I'll say this, given how Harden and Embiid have looked this season, given the egg Harden laid in Houston in his first game back, I'm watching them closely over the next months because if they don't find a better chemistry together, those two teams at the top of the East are just too good. You've mm. got to be an A-plus level team to, to sniff those guys. And, and, Zach, even before Tyrese Maxey returns, and I'm told he should be back before Christmas, the Sixers start a seven-game homestand here tonight against the Lakers. They have got to start piling up some wins. And you look at their schedule, really the next three weeks, month, this is where they've got to start to get fat uh, on a, a lot of uh, uh, teams with losing records, uh, a lot of home games, because it gets much more difficult after. And I think this is a, a, a Sixer team, and you said it, Zach, I think with Joel Embiid and, and James Harden, getting those two to figure out the balance of how they're going to play together. And I think Doc Rivers, certainly that is his task right now, is to get this, to make sure this offense is still playing through Joel Embiid. It's not too much James Harden. Mm. And we, Tyrese Maxey comes back, and you can make a case Tyrese Maxey is the second-best player on the Sixer team. The Lakers, they are in Philadelphia tonight on ESPN. Zach is feeling somewhat optimistic if you're comparing these two about the 76ers outlook. Uh, how, how optimistic are you feeling about Croatia's outlook, though, Zach? I see that jersey. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> they beat Brazil. They beat Brazil. There no, I don't go. care if Brazil controlled the game. I don't care if it took penalty kicks. We beat Brazil. <laughs> 
still to come on NBA Today before Zach keeps going. I sit down with the man, the myth, you know what, I'll call him a legend, Clay Thompson. Find out what motivates him to win that fifth championship. And Rudy Gobert, he is back in Utah tonight. So hear from him as he prepares to take the court he once starred on. That's coming up in just a few moments. And this happened last night, uh, but it didn't really count. So... Did it really happen at all? I mean, my goodness. That needs a spot in the upper room, and we need answers. We'll get them to you next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm light as a feather, yeah, baby, I float. It's hard to look at my resume and not find a reason to toast. I'm counting my blessings. We ain't stressing. Just look at this blow. It's Saturday primetime, Celtics Warriors on ABC. At the beginning of last year, the Warriors winning another title, it felt somewhat improbable. Katie was gone, Klay Thompson was coming off of two major injuries, Steph Curry was older, and yet we all know how that story ended. And as the Warriors get set to host Boston on Saturday, I flew to Utah and sat down with Klay Thompson, who reminded me to doubt this team at our own risk. Even with a bumpy start to the season, he's confident. We match, so... I don't need to butt knees. It's casual. There you go. Ready? Mm-hmm. And Thompson for three. The Dubs dynasty is still very much alive. You've experienced the highest of highs and the lowest of lows in your injuries. And then you got back up to the mountaintop with your fourth championship. When you look back at all of them, what made that one special or different? The first year was incredible because of the drought Oakland basketball had seen 40 years. Then obviously having Kevin on the team, we expected to win because we had so much talent. But this time around, I didn't know what to expect. People looked at me sideways, like this man hasn't played two and a half years and he's talking championship or bust, what's wrong with him? The Golden State Warriors return to a familiar place. They're on top of the NBA world. That 2022 championship, I mean, it was the most storybook thing I've ever been a part of. After all that, I mean, it inspires me to keep going. You defeated the Boston Celtics, and on Saturday, you faced the Celtics again. I am curious, have, have you spoken to Jason Tatum since the finals? I saw Jason at Draymond's wedding. Incredible young player, their whole team. I would not be surprised if they were back there. Tatum on the cut, takes it all the way and slams it! 
him and Brown, and then they have great pieces around them. Two-way team. I just told him I'm proud of his leap as a player, but how he handles himself off the court as well. To be only, what are, what are you, 24, 25? I think he is uh, the future of this league. This dynasty has been together. But before the season, you have the incident in practice that gets out. Were you worried about the ways that that could crack or affect this group? It's unfortunate it got leaked, but, you know, those guys are our brothers, Jordan and Draymond. But I knew with time, like the old adage, time heals all wounds. I know winning and just having fun cures all, so we're playing that brand of Warriors basketball again, and once we continue to do so, I think it will just be a blip on the story. What did your dad say? He tried to downplay it. I mean, he played in the 80s. They were fighting each other every game. Like, I've seen Larry Bird have to fight off three 76ers once. Dr. J and him choking each other. He's from a different generation. I was worried at first, like, man, I hope these guys, we can all be friends again. He's like, Clay, I used to see this all the time back in my day. Teammates getting fights all the time. It's a brotherhood and just put it behind you. Oh, what a move from Thompson. When you look at your body of work, do you think about how you want to be thought of and remembered? Well, I would love to be remembered as a winner. And I actually taped up a news article. It was all players who have won five or more championships. And that list is so short. Like, to even have a chance at that is incredible. But if we were to get there, I think that would really cement us as a dynasty of the ages. Here's that image that is taped up inside Clay Thompson's locker room. He looks at it every time he goes into Chase Center as a reminder, four is pretty dang good, but five? That would really put them in rare air. But here's the deal, the Boston Celtics, they very well may stand in the way of the Warriors winning their fifth. So Perk, what team do you think, if you had to choose, and I, mm, I yeah, no, I'm still gonna start with you. Is it Boston or is it Golden State that you think is more likely to make the finals this year? More likely, it's the Celtics. It's not no more likely. They're getting to the finals, Malika. They're getting to the finals. Look, when you talk about the most complete team in basketball, that is them. And they're doing it at the highest level. They have two bona fide young superstars. Mm. They have the ultimate role players in Marcus Smart. Uh, uh, Grant Williams, along with uh, Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, and they're not, they don't even have Robert Williams at the time. Let me tell you about their last three games, though, for a second. The Brooklyn Nets have been playing inspiring basketball, winning basketball. Yes, I'm giving them their props. What happened? Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown went there and gave them a straight smackdown. Then I'm thinking they on the back-to-back. They going into Toronto, tough environment. There's no way the Celtics go pull it out. They come out with the win. They travel all the way across country and go down to Phoenix in the West Coast. Times, time difference, time zone change and everything. No problem. <laughs> they made them tap out. Money Williams subbed them out in the third quarter. They tapped out. Subbed his whole starting unit out in the third quarter. When you look at the Celtic team, there's no team in the league that's going to beat them in a seven-game series if healthy. Period. They're getting back to the finals, and they're winning the championship. I tend to agree with you that they look right now like they are headed back on that path toward the finals. But, there's, Zach, there's no bucks in the West. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what Perk. You mean, Malika? I mean, Perk just, like, I, Perk 
just sweeping aside Giannis Antetokounmpo, the best player in the world. They're just sweeping him on his head. No, Chad, look, the answer, despite the presence of the Bucks in the East and no equivalent team in the West, and the fact that the West is jumbled and the Warriors are the Warriors, we know what they can do. The answer is the team that's 21-5 and five with the best record in the league, the best offense in the history of the league so far, and a chance at home court advantage in every playoff series, or maybe Milwaukee passes them and they have it in, in all but one. It's still the Celtics. We know the Warriors' pedigree, but the Warriors are 500. They have a lot of questions to answer about the back of their rotation, the bench, the trade deadline, Clay Thompson's performance as the season goes along, all of that. The Celtics are just a fine tune machine they're rolling they're deep they know exactly who they are the answer is Boston Becky well I'm gonna say I'm not betting against Golden State as long as those three guys are healthy Mm. Draymond Steph Clay too much experience too much uh, you know they're coming in to you know ladder they're not the young young guys anymore right Um, it's a long time between now and the finals I think it's going to be a rematch. I think it'll be both these teams. Ooh. And I'm, Ooh. I just cannot bet against them yet. Her? <laughs> I just can't bet against them. You think them. we're going to a rematch? Uh, I don't. I don't. And it's hard for me to disagree with the legend. Becky, my first time <laughs> on here with her, and I respect her so much. Congratulations on all your success. But the Warriors not making back to the finals. They're not making it back to the finals this year. They're having too many issues right now. We just saw them send James Wiseman back down to the G League. Their bench is not the same. And in my opinion, Steve Kerr seems like he don't have the patience the patience to actually wait on them. Yes, we know what Draymond Green and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson go bring to the table. Even Andrew Wiggins at times. But it was the others, the Otto Porter Juniors that made up uh, in the postseason that came up big for them last uh, last year. Gary Payton II, he came up big for them at times. Hmm. They just don't have that same depth. And the Western Conference right now is up for grabs. And I see a few teams that are actually better than the Golden State Warriors, in my opinion. That, right now, I totally agree with you. There are many teams better in the West. But when it all, it's all said and done, <laughs> <laughs> I think they could still be in there. Defensively, they, I think everybody always talks about the offense. Mm. Defensively, back when, you know, last year, year before, previous years, their defense, because they, they won because they were the smartest team, the most unselfish team. You see Boston playing like that now. Plus, health may have something to do with it, too. So it's all about, what is is that Brett Brown adage? It's all about how the plane lands on April 15th. That's what we're going to get to wait and see. Coming up here on NBA Today, we're going to take a look back at the week that was. Oh, hello, John Morant. Plus, a moment that I promise you're not going to want to miss. It's not that. It involves Zach, soccer, and liquor? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wearing number four from McNeese State, Joe Dumas! Oh my, there's some toughness. It's Joe Dumas. He doesn't say much. A three-corner block. The great play by Dumas. Dumas does nothing but put the cap on a tremendous performance. I'm so excited to welcome Hall of Fame player and executive vice president, head of basketball operations for the NBA, Joe Dumars, to the show. Joe, thank you for stopping by. Thanks for having me, Malika. Thanks. Of course. So I want to start with everyone's favorite topic, some officiating trends. Okay. They are taking shape okay. this season. Right. There were okay. 1.27 travels called per game last year, but that is up significantly to 2.93 this season. Why is traveling such a point of emphasis this year? So two, two things I'll say, Malika, is once, uh, one before the season started, we made it a uh, point of emphasis this year that, look, we, we, we have to start calling the traveling. It's, it's getting uh, really crossing the line. The second reason and probably most important reason, uh, Malika, is because it gives such an advantage to the offensive player. Mm. It's hard enough to guard an NBA player just taking two steps. I mean, these guys are incredible. They're elite. We're the elite, elite uh, league in the world. Um, and it's really hard to guard a guy. You give him a third and fourth step, it becomes impossible for the defender. So, you know, we just felt like it was really important this year to come out and, and make an emphasis on just the two steps, three, four steps. It's just it's just too hard to guard. I feel like in the moments is I'm thinking back to Steph Curry the other night when the game is on the line. That's when it sometimes yeah. gets like, really, we're calling that? So when players get frustrated yeah. in those instances, what's your message to adjust? So here's my thing I would say. Anytime the league puts in a new rule, Malika, anytime NBA players adjust, they're so good, no matter what happens, they're going to adjust. The thing I would say on this particular play here is this. The defense makes a great play. He defends Steph, right? Yeah. And he gets him to stop. Why should the defense be penalized? If Listen, if you can stop Steph Curry on just one play, it's incredible. And so you don't want to penalize the defense. They make a great play. They get a guy kind of locked up, and, and you allow him a, a third and fourth step. It's just It goes back to what I'm saying, just really unfair to the defensive player. Okay, but how about penalizing? So we talked about this a little bit before the show, and I've said it on NBA Today before. I am kind of passionate about this. I think that there should be a little bit more leeway with some of the bench celebration or penalizing dunks like this one. Like, this is what makes the game so exciting. Tell me about this. So I and you and I were talking off air. And I agree with you about we do not want to take fun out of the game. I want these guys to have a great time. Um, and I know that 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 sometimes it looks like we are being a little bit too strict. Look, we just don't want guys to cross the line. But as you and I were talking off air here, like guys having fun, uh, 
mean mugging, doing whatever. I like, look, it's it's a part of the game. And so we should allow that to be in the game. We just don't want it to cross the lines. But mm. I'm telling you, I look, I, I come from an organization where, um, you know, we got close to the line a few times, <laughs> I should say. And uh, so I'm not here now all of a sudden, like, you know, uh, I, I don't understand that. I understand it and I love it. I love it for our league. I love it for our players. Well, uh, speaking of those teams that you were on, looking toward the <laughs> finals rematch that we have between the Celtics and the Warriors Saturday on ABC, yeah. your Pistons team lost to the Lakers in 88, and then the next year you came back and you swept them. So, so how did you use that momentum of losing to turn it around the very next year and, oh, by the way, um, win finals MVP? That's a great question, Malika, because once you get there, even if you lose the first time like we did, we lost the first time, but you leave knowing at that moment, we're good enough to be world champions. And so you become so motivated. It does not surprise me that Boston has started off this, this year the way they have, because they've gotten there now. And they knew that in June last year, there were only two teams playing, Zim and Golden State. And so the confidence you get from that, uh, to know that you're good enough to win it, it propels you into the to the next season, and that's what you're seeing with Boston right now. Yeah, you can you can feel it around the Celtics right yeah. now. Joe Dumars, yeah, thank yeah. you so much for spending yeah. some time with us on NBA Today. Thanks, thanks, Malika. Thank you for having me. Of course. So that Celtics Warriors game that is tomorrow, but as for tonight, Rudy Gobert makes his return to Utah for the first time as an opponent after spending nine seasons with the Jazz. Gobert developed from the number 27 overall pick into a three-time Defensive Player of the Year and four-time All NBA selection during his tenure with the Jazz, but. The team never advanced to the conference finals. Rudy was traded this offseason. Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, and rookie Walker Kessler, as well as four first-round picks. So joining me now is our reporter, Tim McMahon, who covers both the Timberwolves and the Utah Jazz for us. Tim, thank you so much for spending some time with us here. Tell me about Rudy Gobert's mindset heading into this game. You know, he's excited. He's emotional. He's really appreciative of the nine years that he spent in Utah. He's grateful for it. His dream, he reiterated when I talked to him yesterday, was to bring a championship to Utah. Uh, he never wanted to leave there. He still has a home there. Now, he also understands why Danny Ainge decided to trade him, why Danny Ainge decided to close that chapter in Jazz history. He said, you know, some people referring to the Jazz front office didn't believe in his dream. And as he put it, that's totally fair. But he still has deep-rooted relationships in Utah, you know, with some members of the staff, uh, with a few of his teammates that are that are still there, and really in the community. You know, his, his Rudy's Kid Foundation still active there. So he's excited. He's looking forward to it. And uh, 78 games a year, Rudy Gobert is still a Jazz fan. And he's especially, uh, he enjoys watching this kid, Walker Kessler, this mm. kid who is, you know, averaging 16 a game, but still tied for fifth in the league and blocked shots. So it's going to be interesting to see those two big guys match up you know, one who's a three-time defensive player of the year, one who was a piece in the trade that uh, that sent Rudy from Utah to Minnesota. I have to imagine that yes, between the lines, it's it's going to be there's there going to be no nothing withheld. But when Rudy Gobert returns to Utah, I have to expect after everything they went through that this is going to be this is going to be love that he receives from Utah Jazz fans. Tim McMahon, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. Thank you. Still to come on our show. I cannot believe, producer Condes, how did it take this long to get to Giannis and Luca going head to head tonight? That's next. I got a 
dream and it's all I see. Throws that one down. Jumper is pure. Oh, nicely done. That's Monday. I'll be on the game broadcast for that one. But tonight, we have a great ESPN NBA doubleheader. The Lakers continue their six-game road trip against Philadelphia and Joel Embiid at 7.30. And then Giannis and the Bucks are in Dallas taking on Luka and the Mavs. Kirk Goldsberry, take it away. Is no longer the only big-time international sport. The two top scorers in the NBA right now are both global superstars. Great drink, Luka Magic! But Luka Doncic and Giannis Antetokounmpo get their buckets in very different ways. Giannis scores with brute force. He leads the NBA in paint scoring, racking up 19.5 points per game in the paint, in large part because he gets more dunks and layups than anyone else in the league. Milwaukee's MVP makes 9.3 dunks and layups per game and has four games with at least 12 such makes. That's two more than the rest of the league combined. To the rim! He's unstoppable! While Giannis might be known for driving, Doncic is actually more efficient on drives, hitting 65% of his driving attempts this year. That's the best mark in the league. He has got to cook it again. If Doncic wins his first scoring title, he will do it with a very diverse portfolio. He's scoring 12.3 points per game on jumpers, 9.3 points per game on layups, 2.8 on floaters, and 1.6 out of the post. The legend of Luka continuing to be written. Oh, and he adds over seven more at the line. He may not lead the league in any specific type of scoring, but he can do it all and he proves it on a nightly basis. With all due respect to the World Cup, the biggest clash of international star talent this weekend might just be in Dallas on Friday night. Did you mention the World Cup? Uh, why are we looking at the Croatian soccer team celebrating a win against Brazil? Uh, well, it's because Zach Lowe tweeted this. I have to do NBA today at 3 p.m. LOL. Can I drink on live TV? What the hell just happened? Well, my friend, that time has come. Zach Lowe, get ready. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Welcome to NBA Today. What? Top of the top. Oh, I want to see the rematch between him and the latter. Zach, yes, tell me that we're being ridiculous while you're wearing this jersey. <laughs> Paper, scissors, rock, shoot. Big fella, take the mic for a minute. Spicy. Team whack body. The Greek freak. Now you got my wheels turning. I'm yeah. wondering where he is on your MVP list. I'm on your energy. Keep that mentality, big dog. Cleveland to LA, like RJ. Now we on ESPN. Bradley, you see how big that boy was? It's on you, boo. What are you talking about? Touch <laughs> the hammer. NBA on ESPN. And brings the house down. I'm glad to be able to say that Brittany's in good spirits and need to be heading home. It's one of those days where you see the family atmosphere. I'm just going to smile right now. So excited for BG. Just extremely happy and relieved. Might as well just put this and tuck this like it's a football. You can't lose on a dunk. Can't lose, sis, the shoots. I, I brought him out. I brought him out. Yeah, me and my friends. Yeah, me and my team. Yeah. 
What a week it was. There is plenty to celebrate, um, but perhaps no one more today right now in this moment than Zach Lowe. Uh, the floor is yours, sir. Oh. <laughs> I am not Croatian, my <laughs> wife is Croatian, I married into it, but it's a magical place. Shout out to the very high level team executive who texted me after Neymar's goal, sorry for your loss, but it's over, and I texted him back, never give up, never give up on this team, baby. In Croatia, we say, Zivili, Zivili for cheers, drink up. Zivili, what is Semi-finals? that? Semi-finals. And it's, and it's Friday, that wasn't quite enough oh. tequila. The games don't start for a few hours, <laughs> we're going again, because the World Cup only happens every four that's, years. Givili. That's what I'm talking about, turn up, Zach. You remember <laughs> last time you did push-ups on out, you had everybody tripping, now you drinking, your DMs gonna be flooded. They showing the wild, show the wild we'll side of you. every four years, turn that's up. it. That's all there is. Population turn 4 million. Up. You know what, Becky? I think it's time for us to go get a drink. Oh, my goodness. Zach is taking it in on that. Turn off your notifications, Zach. That's going to do it for us here turn on Turn off your notifications. Thank you so much for watching this week. We will see you Monday. Zach, go take a nap.